CMS proposes cuts to Medicare physician pay in 2024. The FTC withdraws antitrust policy statements it says are outdated. And the FDA approves a respiratory syncytial virus antibody treatment for infants and young children. It's Wednesday, July 19th. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines and health business and policy news in 10 minutes or less. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services unveiled on Thursday their proposed Medicare physician fee schedule for 2024. In the proposed rule, physician reimbursement would be reduced by 1.25% overall compared to this year. But the agency is also proposing increases in payment for many visit services, including primary care. The proposed 2024 conversion factor is $32.75, a decrease of 3.34% compared to this year. Following the release of the proposed rule, the American Medical Association called on Congress to pass a bill that ties physician reimbursement to the Medicare Economic Index, which is the government measure of inflation in medical costs. When adjusted for inflation, Medicare physician payments have effectively declined by 26 percent between 2001 and 2023, according to the AMA. Also proposed in the new physician fee schedule, separate coding and payment for community health integration services, allowing marriage and family therapists as well as mental health counselors to enroll in Medicare and bill for their services for the first time, and updates to the Medicare Shared Savings Program, including changes to the financial benchmarking methodology to better encourage participation by ACOs serving complex populations. In a separate rule, issued last week, the agency proposed updating the hospital outpatient prospective payment system rates for hospitals by 2.8 percent, which reflects the projected hospital market basket percentage increase of 3 percent and a 0.2 percent decrease in the productivity adjustment. The agency is taking public comment on both of the proposed rules through September 11th, with final rules expected sometime in the fall. The Federal Trade Commission on Friday announced it is withdrawing certain healthcare antitrust policy statements that it views as outdated. In a unanimous vote, the FTC will withdraw two statements related to merger enforcement in healthcare markets. The first was published in 1996 and gives guidance on conduct that regulators typically would not challenge under antitrust laws, for example, mergers of hospitals with fewer than 100 beds. The second published in 2011, created a safety zone for certain ACOs following the passage of the Affordable Care Act. These statements are non-binding and do not set legal obligations. They were also rescinded by the Department of Justice in February. The FTC said in a statement that over the last 30 years, the healthcare market has changed significantly and that the policies no longer serve their intended purpose of providing accurate guidance. It said that it had determined that withdrawing the two statements would better promote fair competition within the healthcare industry. 
Organizations representing industry interests were critical of the agency's decision. In a statement, the American Hospital Association said that it was deeply disappointed in the decision and that it urged both the FTC and DOJ to, quote, modernize the guidelines to accommodate the need for more flexibility in enforcement actions to support hospitals' ability to navigate a changing healthcare landscape, end quote. This is one of the latest moves from federal antitrust agencies to regulate mergers and acquisitions more tightly. In June, the FTC and DOJ announced proposed changes to pre-merger notification requirements for all industries, including healthcare, which is expected to slow these deals if the rule is finalized. The Food and Drug Administration approved a new monoclonal antibody treatment to protect infants and very young children against respiratory syncytial virus, or RSV. The treatment, called Bayfortis, was developed in partnership between AstraZeneca and Sanofi. It's meant for newborns and infants born during or entering their first RSV season, as well as children up to 24 months who are vulnerable to severe RSV disease through their second RSV. RSV season. The treatment still needs to be recommended by the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, which is the independent expert panel that advises the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. That group is expected to meet on August 3rd and vote on whether or not to recommend it. They will also determine whether or not to add it to the Federal Vaccines for Children program, which provides free vaccines to children without health insurance. Though Bayfortis is not a vaccine, it aims to prevent severe illness like a vaccine. RSV is a common virus and can infect people of all ages. However, it's the leading cause of hospitalizations for infants and can be particularly dangerous for premature babies and those with weakened immune systems. There's currently a race to find vaccinations to protect infants from the virus. In May, an FDA advisory panel recommended a vaccination developed by Pfizer that's administered to pregnant people, which transfers the protective antibodies to the fetus via the placenta. The FDA has not given its formal approval to that vaccine yet, though it typically follows the advisory committee's recommendations. The virus made headlines this past winter as an earlier-than-normal season sickened children and coincided with COVID cases and the flu season, leading to a so-called triple-demic that pushed hospitals to capacity. The FDA approved two RSV vaccines for seniors this May. This is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at JustHealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The GIST Healthcare podcast is an independent production of GIST Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company.